Welcome to the Cosmic Crit Podcast, a Starfinder actual play podcast. I'm Rebecca, and I am here to introduce episode 33. Um, But before we get to this very exciting episode, um, I wanted to direct you to the Cosmic Crit website at CosmicCrit.com. There you can find all kinds of stuff. You can find information about our characters and the players, but you can also find our current fan challenge. So we launch these every month. The one for April is to pitch an Eoxian reality TV show to show on Eoxian reality TV. It's going to be a great, great fun for for this challenge. I'm excited to see what you guys can come up with. You can find information about how to enter and how to submit your ideas on our website, as well as what you can potentially win if we really love your idea. You can also find a link to our store where you can get Cosmic Crib merchandise. And we have added a couple of new designs for t-shirts there. So go be sure to go and check those out. And without further delay, please enjoy episode 33, Star Eox. Last time on Cosmic Crits. Hmm, looks like a long hallway with a dead body. Nah, I'm sure this is safe. Edris got cooked by lasers. We went looking for the Cult of the Devourer, but found evidence that the corpse fleet had been around, but we found neither. We uncovered a mysterious recording on a data pad, repeating, Nyara knows. So that's what Nyara knows. Remy and Andis, action team, hacking squad, go! We found old recordings of the Cult of the Devourer that gave hints of its origin. We were attacked by a Vialisk, and it was very confusing. We found some Vialisk eggs, and they were excellent. We found some sweet armor and weapons in the cultist's stash. Ding! You have reached level 6. Enjoy. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Greetings, lone gunmen and shadowy government cabals, and welcome to another episode of Cosmic Crit. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM, your little green man. I'm here to welcome you all to a very spooky episode of the podcast. Join us as we trust no one, get coated in black oil, and seek the truths that are out there to be sought. With me, as always, are my five friends and field agents of the FBI. To my left, the smooth-talking agent known for his cool demeanor and quick quips. It's Drew playing Axisrak. It's almost certainly aliens. <laughs> In this game, oh, almost certainly. To his left, a synthetic creature with two brains that has an X-File all their own. It's Jabert playing Andis147. Hello. Across the digital table, the nerdy tech wizard that hacks into the internet, Miles playing Raimi. Do you know how hard it is to fake your own death? Only one man's pulled it off, Elvis. <laughs> Hail to the king. To his left, the pragmatic realist who is ready to debunk everything Nax says, Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. The truth is out there. And finally to my right, a literal smoking man that is still giving off acid bath vapors. It's Tyler playing a Drosperonis. Oh, oh, too soon with the acid bath. <laughs> too soon. Uh, oh boy, everybody. I am still feeling the punch of Pax East for those of you guys out there that that came up and visited i'm still super tired same 
like already like uh, four days past the convention when we're recording here. But oh boy, what a blast! We had so much fun taking taking a little time off from from Starfinder and, and playing other board games and video games all week long. But did you take that much time off from Starfinder, Patrick? <laughs> well, I mean, I did play uh, some Starfinder Society, but for the most part, I was playing card games and board games. But I am ready to jump back into Starfinder tonight. I am excited to play. I don't know if I'm ready. I think I forgot about half the rules of the game. <laughs> trying to trying to learn other board game rules. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Doing well. Doing well. Did you guys get any uh, awesome PAX swag? No. Oh, yeah, I did. You I know. know I know. My, my, Miles is all about the swag. I know that. <laughs> well, we did get uh, some cool Starfinder badges. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. So uh, made by our good friend Tim, who plays Yex. Uh, a Very couple nice. weeks ago, and we also got some pretty awesome swag from one of our good friends and listeners, Lucas. Uh, if you guys are listening, thank you so much for both the Starfinder Society games and the character folios. Uh, you can check that out. We have pictures up on our, our Twitter, I believe, of uh, uh, hanging out with with them. That was so much fun. Oh, I, yeah. I, I know I went to play a lot of board games and video games, but jumping jumping in and playing some Starfinder as a player was a great time. For your first time, right? First time ever, technically. Yeah. 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 And also shout out to uh to the fine folks at the Never Split the Party podcast for joining us for some adult bevies and pretzels. Yeah, with Nick and Chris from Never Split the Party, and they were awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great time to be had. It was, it was fun meeting fans, some other Starfinder folks. Yeah, I, I played so many video games. I had to come home and like write a list out of what I I saw and enjoyed there. We also and got some rad artwork from mean? our youngest fan. Yes. Well, we also got some cool artwork from our number one fan, and everyone loved the portraits you made for them. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe the highlight of PAX was was hanging out in the Starfinder area and, and meeting our number one fan of all time. There's, and also oh, he's, he's not one. my number one fan. He wants me to <laughs> die not, pretty quickly. The number one number one fan of Knack dying. <laughs> Most of the questions were different variations on how are you going to kill Knack? <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of ideas. I I tried to write them all down, but yeah, he's he's way ahead of me in, in Knack killing <laughs> technology. <laughs> pretty great. The second that uh, Knack you- dies, I delete the episode and it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> uh so, well, speaking of lost episode, we should probably get to recording this X file of an episode and and jump back into uh, Starfinder episode thirty three. You guys ready? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. totally ready. ready. Yeah. So last time you you all beat up the Star Eater spine, you found some really cool loot, but most importantly, you all leveled up to level six. Yay! Yeah. And level six is another pretty awesome milestone level, uh, depending on you know what class you have. Everyone gets a, another theme ability or bonus. And yeah, as is our tradition when you guys level up, let's just go around and each mention a cool thing your character got at this level. Just one cool thing. Miles, why don't you start us off? Uh, so the Tetomancer isn't a super packed level for level six, but I do get um, a cash capacitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that allows, allows you to basically cast a spell whose effects last for 24 hours. So for something like uh, Keen Senses, I will have Keen Senses for 24 hours. Uh, if 
the 24 hour period uh, goes up while I'm awake or in the middle of something, I can take five minutes of concentration to recast it. Cool. Do you, are you just going to have that cast like all the time? Pretty much. Uh, because keen yeah. senses will allow me to kind of, I think it adds a plus two to my perception. Yeah, plus two perception, and you get low light vision. That's pretty cool. Had, so yeah, well, <laughs> now you got now you got it twice. Now I got it twice. Um, it actually it, it doubles the distance. So if you already have low light vision, now you have low light vision for twice the two. All right, uh, Tyler, let's go to Adros next. Combat feet cleave. Mm. I got it. I got it. I'm going to use it. Well, what, what does Starfinder Cleave do? Starfinder Cleave allows me to make a another attack at uh, my full bonus to an adjacent creature if I hit my main target. Right. If I hit target, if I hit target A and there's you know enemy B next to him, then I can also make an attack at enemy B. I think it also then gives me a minus two. I think it might lower my AC. Mm. But that's still pretty nice. Instead of making a full attack, you can make a couple of like primary attacks against multiple foes and spread the, the damage out. Well, what's nice, especially is because of the Doshko is unwieldy, so I typically can't make two attacks with it. Cleave at least lets me to take out multiple foes, and it kind of helps negate that unwieldy category. Hmm. Uh, let's see, who is next? How about Jabert? Jabert, what did Andis147 pick up at level 6? Uh, yeah, so I picked up Neural Shunt at level 6. It is essentially an ability that lets me, as a reaction once per day, when I fail a saving throw against a mind-affecting effect, I can take that effect and sort of squish it back into my exocortex and just not take it. Mm, when, right. when, that, when, when it kind of goes off, I can't really use my exocortex for anything else for like, the duration of the spell or the, the duration of the effect, but um, it, I at least don't get, for example, confused, you know? Right. Well, I mean, you don't you don't get commanded by a uh, scree sire, right? Yeah, yeah. My That's will saves sir. Yeah, my will saves are kind of kind of my worst ones. So, so I'm happy to have any defense at all against that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a pretty awesome one, and that's the great thing about having two brains. <laughs> <laughs> like this is your problem, <laughs> brain left cortex or however the exocortex is set up. Awesome. Let's go to Rebecca and Lindra Vallis. What's what what big one for a Solarian, right? Level six. Yeah, there are a lot of things that happen with uh, level six, but the biggest probably is that I got a new stellar revel- revelation. And it was a bit of a hard decision um, mm. about what to go with. So I thought about going safe and responsible, and I, I did not do that. I did the cool, <laughs> fun one. <laughs> so I went with Blazing Orbit, um, which essentially is a move action. And I, I move like normal, but any square that I pass through during that move action um, is now on fire for one round and deals 2d6 to anything that moves into that space. I'm excited to see how this how this works in practice. Gotten some uh, some tips online about how to wombo combo this, so um, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But. I remember, yeah, when I first read that, um, when we got the the core rulebook back in August, my main thought was like a five foot wide hallway, and you just like running away from a monster and setting thirty feet worth of hallway on fire and being like, see you later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Eat my, eat my, my fiery dust. Yeah. So I'm, I'm struggling to, to really understand how this will work with another melee character. Um, Cause I don't want to 
harm Adras, of course, but... Um, oh, of course, right. <laughs> but uh, sure, yeah, so we'll, sure. we'll see how it turns out. But I thought that it was the most cinematic and fun sounding. I mean, I, I leave fire behind me. That's that's fun, right? Didn't he have yeah. that, that thermal capacitor that'll uh, negate that for him? So he can be, he'll be fine standing in it. He's I mean, fine. It will, negate, it will negate five points of damage. <laughs> she can dish out 12. It's not like it's, oh yeah, set him on fire. He worships a sun god. Who cares? <laughs> totally fine. And last but not least... Drew, tell us about Nax Sizrak, another banner level for our envoy friend. Yeah, so at level six, a lot of my envoy improvisations get stuff that I can use resolve points to give different effects, which is cool. Uh, but I also got a new improvisation, improved get em, but the wow. Uh, so now it's like old get em, but improved, but better than ever new formula. Uh, so get em is now a plus two instead of plus one. And now I can actually add it to an attack. So I no longer have to choose. Do I move in and shout get em, or do I shout get em and attack? I can move and attack and get em. Yeah, it's, it's like you shoot at the person uh, you, you want to uh, say get them to and you, like you tagging them with a bullet. It's like, hey, that one, that's yeah. who you're supposed to shoot. No, get shoot, him. shoot this guy. Uh, and uh, and I can also spend a, a resolve point, as I said, because we've got all these fancy resolve point uh, additions that I can do to make get them affect every enemy in a 60 foot radius. So yeah, Envoy especially has a lot of spend a resolve and kind of extend effects or amplify effects, which is kind of cool. I, I like resolve as a a pool, uh, especially if you know you're in the back and you're not going down in combat or you're not taking as much damage. That's uh, an awesome thing to do with your RP. Yeah, for sure. And I got a feat uh, a couple of rounds ago in preparation for uh, for level six to uh, add resolve points just as in preparation for what was coming. So, oh, I'm excited. Nice, nice, nice planet. OK, well, that that does it for our level six bonuses. I can't wait to get to use all this fun stuff. You guys are very formidable. I thought level five, <laughs> you were you were dangerous as you destroyed asteroid K9204. But uh, I think I think wherever you're going next, you're going to be ripping the heads off of every monster I throw at you. Uh, right. So speaking of the asteroid, as we get back into the game, you guys get topside uh, from the Star Eater spine up to K9204's surface. And you find as you are making your way back to the ship, the goblins are already out in their little like upturned fishbowl helmets that they they wear they're in the cold iron shard heap uh bringing back carts of the stuff to the ship and they're all cut up uh as the razor sharp iron has tore through their their gloves and and torn their their armor to shreds cattywampus has a healing serum sticking out of his arm and he comes up to you all and says greetings captain uh, we've been monitoring your comms we should be just about all set to leave, so where where to next? Wonderful, thank you. Uh, that's a good question. Where are we going? Uh, we need to stop by uh, the Rusty Rivet again and give these, I think we should give uh, the captain these Vealus gigs as a, as a thank you for helping us out. Are you sure that we should give those to a pirate? Shouldn't we save them for someone that might be more responsible with such a unusual find? I mean, maybe, but we owe her quite a lot. 
and I think that uh, not only will she pay very well for these, but I think she will probably, uh, you know, not be using them for too much bad deeds. I think it's okay. Do you guys want to get back to the Drift Rider and, and open comms and, and try and hail her? Sure. R- really quick, I guess, before we do it, that there are a lot of... Uh, I mean, do we do we want to bury any of these dead bodies that we found? Nope. Nah, not, not, the cult, not the cult members, but I mean, like, the... The corpse fleet? Anybody who, nah, man. No, not the corpse fleet. I think there were a few bodies, um, like the Sarcesians, mm-hmm. that are probably innocent in all this, that maybe could be put to rest. Yeah, sucks for them. Yeah, we're Ooh. kind of on a time crunch. I got a, I got calendar appointments going off on my. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ed, Ed, Edris, if if that's if that is important to you, please, uh, we'll we'll get all this cold iron loaded up, and you you do what you need, what you need to do. Okay, I mean, yeah, Sarkeesians are small, right? They're are, are they're medium humanoids. It nope, they're large. Bad. They're large. Yes. Bat in a thousand well, day, Tyler. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dig some big holes. Uh, <laughs> So you, as you take the the cold iron shards out of this heap, you know you can basically just give them cairns. You know, just kind of pile the rocks on the Sarcesians' bodies because uh, a, a lot of this is you know rocks and, and pebbles and things like that that would make for at, at the very least keep away the the ravages of, of space. Okay, uh, I think as when he's all done and he's got them all laid out, he would stand there and go. Um, I've never really done this before, but, uh, please, Serenre, uh, Barazma, I hope you see fit to take these souls to whichever plane, uh, or... Hey, Edris, who are you talking to? I'm, I'm trying to talk to the gods. It's, it's very weird. I've never done this. Yeah, oh, we can tell. You, you're doing a good job. Thank you, Andis. Do you want me to um, run over the corpses and set them on fire? No, no. Well, I mean, Serenray does do fire. Jeez, Maybe... Jeez Rebecca. <laughs> Monster. It seems Jeez. like a perfect use of Blazing Orbit. She is uh, ready to I, light I, things I, on fire. I, I think that's more of a, maybe a supernova would be kind of a cooler thing where they just blew into ashes. Uh, but uh, I, I think I think these little mounds will do. Um, but uh, anyway, I, uh, I hope their souls make it to to the good place. And yeah, well, thank you. And then it kind of goes back to help everybody else. Awesome. So as you get back to the ship and you're loading up, uh, you are able to flag down the rusty rivet and Captain Lara Aquana comes on and yeah, she, uh, she says, uh, hello, hello, Drift Rider. <laughs> I see you've, you've managed to, to find your mark. How did everything go? Things didn't go quite as planned. We were looking for the cultists, did not find them, but we did find evidence that the corpse fleet may have been in their hideout, but we didn't find them either. So we're kind of on the lookout for the corpse fleet. Uh, she reiterates that the, the rusty rivet a few days before did see a couple of what looked like bone ships, some Eoxian designed ships out in the, the fields of the lost. And uh, well, they don't have any telemetry or any data. They didn't get close enough to the ships to scan them. She thinks that they, they might have been headed to the, the Star Eater's spine. So you think you saw them on their way there, not on their way away from the Star Eater's spine? She affirms yes. Okay. So she continues and says, uh, about that deal we, we had going, did you find anything I could take back to the, the Pirate Council? Something they can hang on their mantelpieces? We we did. <laughs> really don't like giving these eggs to pirates. <laughs> yeah, you're, um, you're you're gonna have to wait a few years, but eggs, you say? What what kind of eggs? 
Um, we've, we've found some Vialisk eggs, and I know that they are very, very rare and um, difficult to, to find. I'm not sure that they've ever been found before, actually, but that is what we have to offer you. Oh, well, that sounds great. You maybe throw in some guns you don't want in a supply crate wherever you're headed next, and, and we'll round up on your payment and uh, transfer you over a, a thousand apiece for those eggs. You know, for your trouble. Does that sound good? Nice. Yeah. Well, all right, then. We'll uh, make it down, pick them up. Uh, her transmission is cut off as you guys are heading away from K9204. And Galara comes on the comms um, and says, Priority alert. Inbound vessel bearing 847. Cruising speed mark 12. Is that fast? It's very fast. Okay. A, a holographic display of the asteroid field around K924 comes into the main viewing aluminum glass of the bridge. And you see an unknown ship approaching, just like a blip on the, the radar there. And then another ship, a second one, following right behind it. And we are in spaceship combat mode. Prog. Oh, prog. Great. Prog. Prog. That's a red alert prog sound. We can uh, we can <laughs> we can edit that later. It'll be good. Prong Stations. Alrighty. So you guys are in the drift rider, getting ready. You've got some inbound bogies. A couple inbound bogies. Let's talk about it because we haven't had a ship combat for some time. <laughs> Who's the last one? Ah, my. Pretty sure the last time you guys got into a, a full-on space combat was the beginning of Book Two, and that that was the Corpse Fleet as well, if memory serves. Since then, you guys have leveled up and you have upgraded the Drift Rider back on Castravel. Uh, what what's some of the the differences to our spaceship uh, compared to what some some other people? running dead sons might have done to their ship uh, what what did you guys do uh, specifically our our chief engineer jordy andis laforge <laughs> uh yeah so we did we did a, a few upgrades here we've got a couple of coil guns on our on our turret added an extra turret mount onto there so we've actually got two coiled guns up there and they're linked together so we can fire them together we've got a light torpedo launcher uh, out of the forward arc and a gyro laser uh, off of our aft arc which can fire in a wide arc into port and starboard it's pretty great and our shields are 100 speed of 10 it's pretty great so technically no weapons mounted on the the port side or starboard but uh every gun except the torpedoes can fire in those arcs right exactly so Awesome. Well, let's get into it. Very excited for Starship Combat. And we're going to start off like uh, we do every time. Uh, you guys just get within short sensor range when Galara alerts you. We need to make a roll-off for initiative for the pilots on the opposing team versus Ramey. All right. Opposed. Checks. Yes. Ah. Yes. Excellent. A great way to start the combat. I rolled a 19 on the dice, and Miles, what'd you get? 17. Excellent. Good Good job, Miles. (laughs) Uh, Miles, you have rolled the lower of the piloting checks here, uh, which means you guys have to move first in the the helm phase. We're just going to fly away. I think that's actually a good idea because we have most of our weapons towards the the port starboard and aft, so it would put us in slightly better mm-hmm. position to attack them. You actually have most of your weapons in the front. Uh, I, uh, I think we should. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Your instinct is right. We should we should 
try to keep them keep them behind us as much as possible. We we have better shields I, to our F too. Yeah, yeah. I I think we should use some of these rocks to our advantage. If so we kind of one here. All right. So as you move into the the asteroid field deeper in, they're gonna give chase, and they are both aiming their looks like their forward arcs in your direction. That is the end of the helm phase. Unless anybody else has anything they want to do, let's go into. They want to have something in the engineering phase. Uh, yeah. What you got? I'm going to. I'm going to divert to our weapon systems. Nice. So that means that if I roll, if you succeed, and I or somebody else rolls a one for damage on our next attack, that actually turns it into a two, right? That is correct. The DC on this is going to be 17. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, here we go. That's an 18. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. Roll the three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got close. All right, so we got plus two on our gunnery checks. Awesome. That is yeah. very useful. Anything, uh, science officer Nax Israk, you yes. want to do? Uh, I would like to scan uh, the enemy. I can only scan one of the enemy ships, but I'd like to scan the one that is closest to us. And this mm-hmm. is a check that is uh, 10 plus one to one and a half times our starship's tier. <laughs> nope. The, the, the tier of the starship being oh, I'm look, I'm sorry I'm looking at balance I looked at the wrong uh, I looked at the wrong it's thing it's quite alright this the, this way makes a ton more sense so go ahead and give me very much yeah. simpler these, go ahead equations. and give me a, a roll I think uh, computers check so long as you don't roll one you're probably good here yeah so you're able to get a good amount of information on these starships because you have exceeded the DC, I think by 15. So you got the basic information and the the whole outline for this ship. This is a Death's Curtain Necro Fighter. It's a tiny fighter with a speed of 12, good maneuverability. The armor class is 17, the target lock is 16. And these guys have uh, 35 hull points a critical threat range of seven. Their shields are oriented 10 forward, seven port and starboard, and six in the aft. And they are rocking both particle beams, a light particle beam, and light plasma torpedo launchers. Uh, Sounds like we should try and aim for either the port, starboard, or aft arcs if we can, Uh, but they're probably going to want to keep us in the front. Pretty, Pretty typical. Sorry if you already said this, but can we determine the origin of the ship? Uh, these are indeed Eoxian. They are very similar craft to the, the ones that you fought outside of the, the drift rock uh, weeks and weeks ago. A little little faster, perhaps, and a little little stronger, but uh, they they are Eoxian fighters. Awesome. And those plasma those plasma torpedoes are going to be unpleasant. Oh yeah, they're coming! They're coming now because <laughs> it's gunnery phase time. Wait, uh, wait, guys... wait, wait, Captain uh, would like to. I'm going to intimidate. Ooh. I'm going to attempt to intimidate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, to taunt the sorry to taunt, which is an intimidate check. Right. So you want to open comms to the the other ship and, yes. and try and intimidate probably some. <laughs> Some undead people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So keep this in mind, very, this is a one t- taunt is a one-time thing. So if we fail this, we cannot use it against the ship again. That would fine. fine. I'm I'm not likely to succeed this time or any time <laughs> in the future. So I might as well try. You're using um, intimidate as the skill. Yes. yes intimidate. Awesome. All right. Here we go. This is 25. Ooh, That'll be enough. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. 
So this is, uh, will be on the closer vessel. You do have to do these separately, but it takes a negative two penalty to all checks for, why don't you go ahead and roll that D4? Four, four. Oh, <laughs> so for this next round, it's it's getting negative two. What, what does Alindra say over the comms? We know what you've been doing. Whoa, got him to core. Yeah. The, the mom voice came out there. That was yeah. scary. <laughs> was like, oh gosh, she can see into my room right now. <laughs> Excellent. All right, the rest of the gunnery phase. Let's get shooting. Uh, who's on? Who's on gun right now? Edros. I am. Are the goblins on guns? Right. Ed- Edros is. Uh, they are not yet. They're back in engineering. You can assign them on a, a subsequent round if you want to put them on gun duty. But what does Edros want to do right now? I take it that our coil guns have a long range, uh, so mm-hmm. our D is that uh, ship that is closest to us uh, within our range, and do yep. I have a shot? It's yep. kind of behind an asteroid, I'm not sure if I do. Yes, you have a unimpeded shot on okay. its front arc. Okay, I'm going to shoot uh, both of our coil guns. Uh, let's, let's shoot them. I'm looking forward to this. Bam! Ah, 22! That is a hit. Yes. So uh, one coil gun is 44. So this would be two coil guns. So I'll roll it twice. First is 11 points of damage. Nice. Second, 12 points of damage. Right. So not only does that first hit drop their, their shields completely on the front arc, the 12 points of damage, 13 technically, that are hitting the hull, get past the, it's got a critical threshold of seven, so it is taking one critical effect. Uh, Nice. Do you want to go ahead and roll that, Tyler? Yeah, that's going to be a D100. Critical damage, Uh, go ahead and roll D100. 55. So that is the weapons array. Yes. Perfect. That's really good. (laughs) Uh, This only has weapons in its forward arc uh, so that that's the one that it affects and they are they get the glitching effect after after this round so nice that's pretty great so they're taking a minus two I think from intimidation and then they're taking a minus two from glitching yep after this round at least for one round and that's this one that is closest to you guys and if that's all the gunnery you have they are going to answer and yeah I'll walk uh, Galara comes up and says, Missiles inbound, brace for impact. As it looks like two fish, one from each of the ship's torpedoes, fly through space. They dart around this small asteroid in, in front of the enemy vessels, and uh, within this turn, slam into the back of your ship. Let me roll these attacks on your target lock, which is 19? 19. <laughs> Wow, Sirenscape, that is a that is a torpedo launch. The the ship that you have intimidated and uh, and fired back upon has rolled a natural one. <laughs> so yeah, that, that missile just obliterates one of the asteroids that you are are hiding in, and it seemed to definitely <laughs> hiding amongst these asteroids uh, was to your benefit. The other one. A natural 19 is indeed a hit, and on your aft shield is 3d8 points of damage. So that now, Ow. pretty oh. pretty goody amount of damage. Uh, I don't know if that's that's not dropping your shields, but 15 points 
Uh, yeah, we, we still we still got shields up back there, and we can try to rebalance on the next round. And that's where we are right now. It is turn number two. Let's go ahead and get back to engineering first. Uh, hold on, hold on. Caddy Wampus, bum fuzzle. Grab a gun. Ah, uh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, you can do it, guys. Uh, guys, she means get in a gun position, not pick up a pistol. Just get to it. We're gonna do both, but okay. Uh, yeah. So one of them will jump on the uh, front arc torpedo, and the other on the the rear gyro laser. So that's a pretty good. Anyone else want to move this phase? Like get on a another position. And Ross is fine where he, he is. Yep, just tell me if you want to move. Nobody wants to move. We're going on to turn number two. Anything you want to do in the engineering phase? <clears throat> uh, yes, I'm going to divert power, um, and I'm going to beef up our aft shields to try to repair some of those. Alrighty. It's not a one. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, 31, so that is... Let me double check my math here. Yep, that is gonna do it. <laughs> so we're putting seven points back into our aft shields. Ramy, why don't you go ahead and roll me another piloting check? Oh. <laughs> another two on the dice. Oh, he's consistent, all right. This is gonna be just like that first space combat we had. All right, so that means you have to move first. Oh boy. So where, where do you guys want to, to head? You've got a few asteroids to your left and your right, then it's kind of open space. I'm thinking of I'm thinking we should move, but there's a cluster of asteroids and we can break line of sight completely if we move behind them. It's gonna force them to take their whole movement, hopefully to, to just get anywhere where they can maybe even see us. They might not even be able to get to us. I'm not sure how much they can move. And if they can't even get to us, that's great. Cause then we can do you know our rebalancing and hopefully get to the next turn and roll a better pilot check. And we can orient where we want to. Ramey, where do you want to orient the ship? Um, I, I, I guess uh, let's have our guns facing the, the open area. So that way, if they do uh, pop around, we can at least shoot back. Cool. All right, so which direction do you want to have the front of the ship facing? One o'clock, 11 o'clock, three, six. 11. Boom, front of the ship. Okay. All right, so hugging the asteroid fields on their helm phase, they have moved around the, the south side of the asteroid field. They're orientating both of their, their front arcs towards your rear arc, your aft arc, once again. Uh, I would like to, I'm going to press my luck and intimidate the other one. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm feeling very confident right now. Yes, oh she God. is. All right, the... here we go. That's a 25. <laughs> That's right. No, 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 Another what one. Say? What do you say to the other one? Mom's coming back out. We know what you did, too. <laughs> <laughs> it worked the first time. Yeah. All right, negative two to that one. Oh, uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to target uh, the ship that we have uh, already attacked. Uh, and if okay. I succeed in the check, then I, we can target a specific uh, system. And if we hit a 19 or 20 in the gunnery phase, then we can knock out said system. That is correctamundo. So go ahead and give me that targeting roll. Ooh, so 24. Ooh, yeah. Plus and five, so 29. That is enough. So you've targeted onto the the hurt ship what section of the ship do you want to focus on you got life support engines core sensors and weapons ah should we go for core or should we go for engines i will remind you it's already it's weapons already glitching 
at least uh, you, you've scored one hit on their weapon systems. Yeah. They're fast. I think slowing them down would be great. Target those engines. How about that? Uh, Alrighty. So engines targeted. <laughs> this one, write that down. It's got a it's got a lot of debuffs on it, as it were. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. And this phase, it's getting that. Both the negative glitching and the negative two for the intimidate. Uh, anything else before we head on to shooty shooty? Pew pew pew. Uh, let me let me let me do my pew pew. Alrighty. Yep. So do that, and uh, so you are still on those linked coil guns. I think I'm gonna. Can I hold off until the aft gyro laser fires from one of the goblins? Uh, yeah. Who wants to Who wants to roll for the goblins? Uh, let Miles roll. He's the pilot. Miles, roll for the goblins. Uh, just a d20. Uh, yeah. All right. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> oh, no, Miles is having a bad night. Miles is having a bad night. A four on the dice. That is going to be missed. <laughs> All right. So, well, I mean, let's see. Expect the goblins. So exactly. Like what? Yeah. Like, you can't from now expect on, too much. Someone who believes in the goblins needs to roll for them. Okay. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a yeah. great point. Okay. Fair enough. Should I roll I for the goblins? I, I, I didn't know this. This podcast operated on Peter Pan rule. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. We're we're in full Neverland of uh, effects here. Uh, Tyler, give us the, those gunnery checks. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna fire after uh, to the one we already hit. Uh, just shooting once. Uh, pew pew. And that is gonna be a 27. Uh, here it is. And that's gonna be another 8d4. So first. What was that on the be, die? Oh, what was that on the die? 17. Okay. It was a 17 on the die. So close. Uh, seven measly damage uh, on the for the first coil gun. Second coil gun. That's going to be 12. All right. So the first one, it did regain some of its forward uh, shielding. Not a whole lot, though. Uh, the, the first one does doesn't do that much hull damage, but the second shot after its uh, shielding has been depleted uh, is another critical threshold. Oh, nice. oh we're just trashing this full. Knock him out. Here's another 100. That's going to be a 13. Uh, 13, yeah, that is its sensors yeah. for the ship. So they are now glitching. Boy, my sheet for this one, it's, it's just got so many negatives on it. <laughs> it's not its not doing great, to be honest with you guys. Yeah, but we're about to take a, some some bad hits, I think. Yes, yeah. So they open up uh, on their guns. This one that you have fired, I think both of them actually, are going to try and shoot both a torpedo and they have uh, a light particle beam in, in their forward. So while they are winning these piloting checks, they're going to take use of them. So let's first do the targeting lock of the torpedo. Oh, natural one. It hits yet another one of these rocks that you're hugging. Blows it up. Blows a whole section of the asteroid field to smithereens. Actually, I'm going to start deleting these rocks. That's your (laughs) Take them off. And let's go ahead and we'll shoot that one's particle beam as well. Hey, natural 20. There we go. Making up for it once again. Natural ones. Wow. Particle beam coming at us. Is it? So this is automatic critical damage for uh, rolling a natural 20. God, sorry, this is a this is a a heavy weapon. Light uh, particle beam. Yes. Light particle. Oh, thank God. It does it does <laughs> damage to the hull though, so I do have to 
knock down the shields first, which might not happen if them all bolstered up. But this is still 3d6, so anything, I could roll really well. Oh, I did. I, did, I rolled okay. 13 points of damage. I don't think that hits your hull, though, right? Not yet. Awesome. Yes! Okay, so that is that one. The other ship, I think, is also going to... But it's going to try and double fire as well. First, the against the targeting lock. The missile does hit. Ah, uh, ouch. 3d8. 20 points of damage. That's a good amount. All right, hang on. No, wait, stop. Stop it. We have taken uh, critical threshold damage. Oh, boy. Uh, so it ooh. drops your shields, and then um, you have... What's your critical threshold? 12? 11. 11. Uh, let's go ahead and I'll pull the D100 to see what section is glitching on the ship. So it's bugging out. Uh, <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> a one on the D100. Oh, boy. I don't know about my luck tonight, guys. I'm not, fe- I'm not feeling this game. <laughs> uh, so that is your life support, which begins glitching out. Hmm. Not not that bad. You guys can pop in your, your space suits. It's not the end of the world, having no ability to breathe or <laughs> I've always thought that. This is glitching. It's not like it's not yeah. like not functioning. So it's yeah, it, that's I actually to, pretty good. <laughs> I've been doing a ton more damage for that. So uh, you've taken some whole point damage now. The second hit, what is your your armor class? Is that a negative four? Uh, that's twenty. Uh, so I've rolled a twelve for the other particle beam. And that is going to be a miss. Yeah. It uh, <coughs> it gets very close, I think, to, to hitting you, but it might uh, just go right past where you guys are situated. And that is the end of turn number two. Let's go ahead and take it back. Uh, Knack, if you can uh, rebalance these shields, uh, we need some we need some aft shields pronto. Oh, so that I'm gonna is try to... absolutely going to happen. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> and you can do that before you move. Uh, well, let, let's take it in the correct order, <laughs> which is... Uh, well, first, does anybody want to move around the ship, move to a different section? Yeah, uh, right. I don't want to be pilot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> should we have one of the Should we have one of the goblins that's on the gyro laser uh, go back and help uh, see if he can assist Andus? I don't know if he can roll to assist. Mm, no. Okay, yeah. guys, we need to we need to get the shields back up all around the ship. Um, certainly in the back. So I'm going to um, I'm going to encourage Knack so that he can help with that. Awesome. Good idea. That's a 31. Jeez. Yeah. So he gets plus two. So what do you say to Knack to encourage him? You can do it, Knack. Keep those shields up. (laughs) Uh, All right. So in the the rest of the engineering phase, uh, Jibber, you're going to be uh, diverting? No. What do you you got to do? Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to divert for now. Um, I'll hold it together if we take more critical damage. But Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to divert power to the shields once more with feeling. There we go. 22. Boom. Okay. Alrighty, so you got some shield shieldage back. Yeah. And in the helm phase, let's do that roll off that we love so much. I believe in you, Miles. All right. Uh, Raimi scratches Mr. McScruffin's ears for luck. Oh, my it's gosh. Luckier than you were last time. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my. Oh, no. Uh, four on the dice, a 19. Yeah, they seem to be outmaneuvering you again. It's just, uh, I don't know, maybe like they they know the battlefield. They know their way around these asteroids, and you're trying to dart between them. Can't do it. So you have to move first, and they are going to be hot on your tail. Mm. Where would you like to go? 
um, away from here. Yeah, okay. just try and move somewhere. Try and put us somewhere where our aft is. Yeah, uh, can, big, like can't hit it. Can we, up against can we, an asteroid? Can we turn and burn or something? Or one of the 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 piloting like special abilities? Yeah, yeah could probably do an probably could have do an evade to help with that target lock or something. You can you can you can do the flip and burn if you want to try and go as far away as you can and have your front arc facing them, your aft arc, as they've been on your tail this entire battle. You guys want to try that? I, I don't think we have much choice other than just trying to hide behind the asteroids, which hasn't really worked yeah. for us yet. All right. Flip and burn. So for, for the for the flip and burn stunt, the DC of the piloting check is 15 plus one and a half times the starship's tier. So what's our... Star- <clears throat> so if we feel like we can hit that, I'd say we... So that's, uh, it's going to be a 22, 20. DC okay. 22 right now. I believe in Raimi Quindar. I believe in Raimi Quindar. <laughs> Alrighty, so you move uh, what up up to five, and then you just turn the ship right around. Yep, yep. Uh, half speed and a 180 degree turn at the end. So you want to move just straight forward? I think we have to for the flip and burn. So, yeah. 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 So that is kind of moving away from some of the asteroids. The engine turns off and you guys maneuver looking straight back at these two ships coming up on you. And then, yeah, the engines cut back on again, full strength. (laughs) And now you're facing them going in their direction. They are also going to move this turn. I'm pretty sure they can still get right behind us. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yep. They're so fat. They can... They have so much movement. I mean, we're yeah. just, we're never going to be able to outrun them. One of them it is just barely able to get around back to your back arc. <laughs> oh, you're so hosed. <laughs> yeah, nope. They've got, they've got a speed of 12, both of them. And they are uh, with just moving ahead half speed. They're able to get right back around to your backside. Danger time. This turn let's see this one is no longer intimidated but its friend is so it's getting negative two um what do we got for the science officer we uh, got drew i want to uh balance or rebalance the shields uh, right and by doing that uh, it's a dc 10 plus one and a half year starships tier uh, and then i'll be able to shift points from basically shift points around uh and mm-hmm. well make me that roll first and let's see if you get it so that's a 19 plus five for the computer and plus two for uh alindra's encouragement yep that'll do it i think you just needed a 17 you oh, see right. 17 uh so you can move your big. shield points around from one quadrant to another including after balancing i believe uh let's see yeah basically we can balance everything or we can uh we can move stuff individually um and what 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 are our uh port and starboard shields at right now uh port and starboard are both at 30 so we got plenty of we got plenty of extra in there Um, let's maybe so if we if we just if we just like like totally uh redid it we'd have we could put uh, 20 on port and starboard and 21 on uh, fore and aft. Uh, which would, so just like a full balance of evenly distribute? That would just be the full balance, yeah. Uh, yeah, now they they hit with those torpedoes pretty hard. Are we sure we want to, like is, if we hit take two torpedoes, we're just going to be in the same spot again. Do we not want to beef up the, the rear... Uh, I mean, if, if the only way we're going to we're gonna avoid getting hit by two torpedoes is if they miss or we start flying better. Right. 
Um, I mean, like, I mean, like, th these these shield points is going down. If you stick them all in, in the aft, but like, if we if they cut through all our shield points, we're out of shields. Yeah. If if yeah. they uh, fail, I think that that piloting check next phase, they're probably just gonna shoot at other sides of your ship. <laughs> I would just rebalance everything. We'll rebalance. Alrighty, so uh, yep, the energy from the 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 front, the side shields, almost all of it is being rebalanced, and now brings up your rear shield uh, equal to them. So just about every side has at least twenty now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, every every side has at least twenty. All right. Anything else in uh, helm phase? That's all we can do. Let's go on to shooty gunnery phase. So <laughs> the gyro laser can hit all of both these guys because it doesn't it fire and yeah, isn't so it? it yeah, they're in your 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 aft arc, so you can shoot them, shoot either one of them. Well, let's have the goblin shoot the gyro laser. I'll roll. I believe in the goblin. Rebecca, go ahead and roll us that oh, attack no. roll. I don't believe in them too much. That's a 10. <laughs> a 10. Let's double check here. <laughs> when was the last time I looked at goblin stats? <laughs> but that but that but that gun gets plus what two from our computer stuff? Um, plus one. Plus, plus one. one. That is unfortunately gonna be a miss. Okay. Cairo. Then I'll I'll take my pew pew. I'll keep picking on that one that's weak. Keep shooting that, that forward arc of his. Alright, yeah. Uh, still facing you. So let's uh Pew pew away. Uh, 23? Uh, that is going to be a hit. Oh, phew. That's, I was worried. Uh, first damage. Seven. Again. Stop it. <laughs> Roll higher. Roll higher. Nine. <laughs> yep. So you do get contact that the, the two linked guns uh, find its target. They're battering this thing's hull, and it explodes in a, a pretty fiery prick of light out there in the, the darkness that instantly turns black and blue and kind of convulses. Uh, it seems to be completely disabled, but it is shooting both missiles and particle beams before it is destroyed. <laughs> what? Yep, these things happen at the same time. Uh, you're targeting lock. So that is five. Okay, so that is just a hit at negative uh. So that is 13 points of damage. On the torpedo, it is shooting its light particle cannon, though, and that is a miss. Actually, seven on that one. And yeah, and then it is out of the fight. Yay. You've been banging on. We still got the other one. All right, one, one left, one left. Yeah, and it's just going to go ahead and fire its torpedo at you. A 19 on the dice. <sighs> oh, oh. They hit. Even with um, minus two. <laughs> pretty low damage. Yep. 11 points of damage. It, it's intimidated, but it is still hammering home these torpedoes. And that's the end of turn three. One down, oh. one to go. Let's bring it back to engineering phase. Oh, man. I'm going to divert power to the to the engines and give Raimi a, a boost to... Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 28. Boosting Raimi up. Uh, nothing else in engineering. Let's go on to helm. Wait, right. can I do my thing? Yes. What you want to do? You can you you as captain basically act in whatever round you want. Yeah, Raimi, I demand that you do better. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow! So Raimi, Raimi, Raimi turns around and you. gives Alindra the finger, and then goes <laughs> back to his pilot. 
move. Uh, hey, that's uh, flipping off the captain. A classic. Move. <laughs> uh, the intimidate check, the DC on that one uh, for demand is actually a, a 22. So I don't think, Alindra, that is going to be enough on your intimidate. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> we don't need it this round because, what is this, a 31 on your piloting check, uh, Miles? Yep. All right, so let me go ahead and roll for the enemy ship. Sorry, 33. Don't forget, plus two on the piloting checks. Oh, yeah, well, yeah plus from two the from the ship and plus two from the power to the engines. Definitely going to beat my two on the dice. <laughs> How does it feel, Patrick? How does it feel to roll a two? It doesn't feel great because uh, uh, you've almost doubled my piloting check here. So I've got to move first. This ship is going to try and make a little loop-de-loop, as it were and go back around basically go back around to where it was facing your direction so it just kind of uh, cuts its boosters and makes a, a wide arc and ends up back in your aft arc uh, now you can move where would you like to move Raymond? where do we want to be do we- so just a reminder this one hasn't been hit yet oh it hasn't been hit at all it except also- with a oh we need uh can you roll a d4 for me a linger we forgot to see how long this was intimidated technically, yeah. technically this one hasn't been scanned either so we don't know we are assuming it's the same but it- that's a four nice nice maximum nice. uh yeah so y- you can do a quick scan and at least determine that it is the same make the same model as uh as the other ship. So All do right, we so- just want to turn the ship around so that our our weak spots kind of... Uh, That's what I would say. Yeah. Well, we, if we can get it facing forward, we can use our torpedoes, which we will have a pretty good opportunity to hit with. We should also try and get on either the starboard or port side of it because its shields are weaker on those sides. I believe. So do you want to do you want to end up like over here, uh, or over to uh, the east here? Yeah, that works. That's great. Yeah, on its port side. Yeah. Perfect. And then, All right. And, yeah, and let's, you want us face towards face it. it. Facing the your front arc versus its port arc. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and move. Uh, does Drew? Do you have anything to do on your science? I'd like to target systems on this bad boy. And that is a 22 roll plus 5 is a 27. That's enough. What do you want to target on this ship? I think because all the, the if, if we think about the last one, all the weapons were on the front. If we target the engines, we don't have to worry about the weapons so, because we will get our capability to just eat this thing's lunch. So we target all right. engines. Alrighty, that's... Make that useful and go ahead and roll some 19s or 20s. Tyler. I know. We got uh, you and we've got Bumfuzzle up in yeah. the torpedo, torpedo bay at the yeah. front of the ship. Bumfuzzle, send out some of those torpedoes. Someone roll oh. for Bumfuzzle. Go. Ow. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, another, another 10. 10. Yeah, that is It's going to be a little easier to hit with the target lock. Uh, that's still not enough. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're awful. <All> right. <laughs> I think Andis might believe they might believe in the uh, the goblins more. I know th- I know that these goblins can do this. Hey, roll, All right, roll above the fifteen, time. and you will definitely hit. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can't uh, make next target lock effective. Uh, no, no, I cannot. <laughs> it's gonna be a fifteen altogether. Right. I rolled a five. Uh, does that include your bonuses from the ship? Uh, yes, yes, it does. Uh, that is indeed a miss on 15. And 
that uh, end. Yep, no, no firing back from them. Taking us into turn number five. <laughs> turn five. Let's go ahead. Engineering phases. Go. All right. I'm gonna divert power back to the back to the uh, shields. Got it. Roll me that. Divert. Okay. Twenty. We need a seventeen. Seventeen. So yep. Putting what's seven points back in. Uh, correct. Yeah. Whew. We needed we needed this little breather. Right. Let's whip it into the helm fade. Miles. All right. Captain Alundra, anything you want to do here? <laughs> Back to your old shenanigans, Miles. <laughs> That's oh, hey, I rolled a three, oh. and Miles rolled a three. Guess what? Miles has got a better bonus. Yeah. Raimi is a ace pilot extraordinaire. That's that's all it takes. Okay, and so it has moved. It's just going to move further away from you, and it's going to face its front arc in your direction. Raimi, where do we want to move the Drift Rider? So do we want to maybe like be like right here? Uh, uh, if we could be on its port side, we could... You want to I guess here? we haven't done any damage there. So. Yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't done we any damage, damage we could, at all, right? Right. Yeah, we could be anywhere, Correct. wherever you want. If you want to go, uh, you know, down here by its uh, starboard side, go for it. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think there's any maneuvers that would help us get there that would also increase our target lock. Let see, so yeah. Thank you, good. All right, it's up to you guys. So is okay. that is that where you want to go? Yeah. Okay, so it is still in, yeah, you're still in its front lock, but you can fire from either your port side or your, your front arc uh, and, and still hit it. But you do have to choose one of those on your gunnery phase. But is there anything else we want to do before we get to gunnery? Yes, um, I would like to use order. Oh, what you want to? Um, what do you want to order up? Uh, the gunner. I'm going to um, use a resolve point to give Adras another action. Is that right? Like, could he use that mm-hmm. to to fire the gun twice, essentially? Believe so. I believe it basically means I get to make an immediate action, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a really difficult check, so I probably won't make it. But um, oh, it's a gunnery check for me. Uh, so that's a twenty. Um, and that's going to be plus seven, plus whatever we get from the ship, right? For your computer bonus, one. So 13 plus eight, I guess. Is that right? Am I doing mm. that right? Yes. Unfortunately, the DC of this is 15 plus one and a half the Starship's tier, which is DC 22. Yeah. So just missing that. That's okay. Still going to be doing some shooting this round, which arc would you like to shoot from? Basically, do you want to use that front arc and go with bump puzzle on torpedo, or do you want to miss with the gyro laser? <laughs> Caddy wumpus on the back. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go with. I mean, the torpedo. I think is an easier. We don't have to roll as high, so I think we should go yes. with the torpedo. Edros. Boom! I'm shooting. Aha! Twenty-six. That's a hit. Yes. All the damage. I hope you take all this. Gosh, nine points of damage. Come on, double digits. I'm wanting double digits here. Eight points of damage. <laughs> all right, nine and uh, eight. It does hit and, and take down the shield and just does enough hole damage to cross the critical threshold. Nice. Just hit seven hole points and an 85 on the D100 roll. That is targeting its power core which is now glitching. We'll take it. And uh, who wants to roll for bum fuzzle on the torpedo? And just looks down the <laughs> ship and and waves hello to bum fuzzle and says, I believe in you, bum fuzzle. Swear to gosh. <laughs> uh, five. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. 
while you while you're distracting, I, I look and I say, he he uh, uh, waves back in your direction while firing, not looking at the <laughs> computer screen at all. It goes, it goes wide, very wide. I say, you'll get him next time. And I have rolled an eleven on the targeting lock. Uh, is firing another torpedo at you. Uh, the intimidate is still up, and it just misses. Uh, hitting you guys because of that intimidate. Ah, well One done, Captain. That, and I'm not firing both weapons, which means we are back. Top of the turn order, turn six, engineering phase. Let's go. Mom falls will get off oh. that torpedo. Okay, yeah, he does. What you I'm got? Sorry, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, well, puzzle well, is off the torpedo. What you got, your burnt in engineer? And so Edris is on is on torpedo duty. No, I'm going to use. I'm going to spend a resolve point during my phase to fire everything in one arc. So I'm going to fire the turrets and I'm going to fire the torpedo. All right, sounds good. I am going to. I'm going to give uh, the gunner. I'm going to divert power to the gunner. Thank you. Okay. All right, 24. That'll you got it. it. And that brings us to helm phase. All right. Let's go ahead and roll off again. Maybe I can. Oh, no, I don't think I'm beating that. <laughs> 33. Yep. Uh, so I, it has got to move first. It's facing you guys. It doesn't have a lot that it can do right now. So it's actually going to turn and try run away. Not full retreat, but it's going to try and put some distance between you. And now it is hugging the... Um, the asteroid field mm. and turns and tries to face you again. Let's go. Ramy miles. Go ahead and move the drift right. I mean, if they're trying to run away, we should pretty much get up in their grill because they are, yeah, they can move much so. further than us. That's something. Yeah. So you want to do here? Yeah. And uh, face them, please. All right. So you're moving within a couple of hex grids of them. Oh yeah. They, they can, they can see me in, in the view flipping them off <laughs> okay well you're, you're both facing each other and uh science officer drew what do you want to do i don't really have anything that i can do because the targeting has stuck uh so don't really need to balance i don't think do we because we haven't taken a shot to the front in a little bit there's uh, not a ton of shields left right well so. no, we're Actually, our forward shields are doing okay, but if we rebalance, then our forward shields actually drop. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's okay, you don't have to do something. Well, I bet Captain Linder wants to do something. I do. I'm going to encourage Adras. You can do it, Adras. Believe in you. Twenty six. Oh boy. So not only is there Captain's encouragement, but we've got the diversion. Uh, of power from the the rest of the ship to the the gunnery base. No pressure, Tyler. But, uh, <laughs> we're we're on to gunnery. What you got? Okay, I am going to spend a resolve point myself, which allows me to do a broadside at six level. This is something new. I can spend a resolve point to fire all of the starship weapons mounted in one arc, including the turrets. All of these attacks are made with a minus two penalty. So because the captain has encouraged me so well, I basically wipe out that minus two. And I had uh, power diverted from our awesome uh, Andis. So I get actually a plus one to whatever uh, comes up. So let's do the turrets first. And plus two. Sorry. Oh, I get you a plus get... two from you. Awesome. So a yeah. plus two to whatever uh, comes up, and we are targeting those engines. So here's the. Uh, let's do uh, the torpedo first. Boom. All right. Versus its target lock. So that twenty-one. Is a hit. Nice. Yes. Nice. Uh, light torpedo launcher. This is two d eight. Nice. 
all the right to D8 coming at you. That's going to be six points of damage. Okay. Yep. Against this front arc, it, mm-hmm. shields are back up, and now they are down. <laughs> oh, so they're they're ready to take a full coil gun blast. Mm-hmm. Come on, plus two. Oh, I think I needed it too. Uh, that's going to be a twenty-one. Uh, yep, that's a hit. Nice. Yes. First forty-four is eleven. Nice. Second forty-four is eleven. Already two. So that is breaking the critical threshold on this ship three times. Three times. Only at the oh. 3D100. <laughs> is there going to be anything left oh. to salvage off of this thing? Not when we're done with it. Who knows? No. Yeah, that was it. awesome. That was the. I think that was my favorite uh, ship turn we've, we've done. So here's your first D100. That's a 12. Uh, Second. So sensors. 13. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that is malfunctioning sensors. And a 45. And that's weapons. So nice. glitching weapons, it is still intimidating. Uh, intimidated, but that is going off on this round. They kind of fire at the same time. Going to try and shoot. Going to try and shoot the the missile, oh. the torpedo again at you guys. No! Just that. Oh, hey. Yay. Yay, that's a hit. An 18 on the dice. Oh, oh. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, a lot of, oh. lot of damage. 20 points of damage. I think that's all of the front shields. All but one. <laughs> Ooh. Awesome. Okay, so no critical thresholds to worry about there. That is that turn. Turn seven. I'm losing counts. <laughs> Engineering phase. Uh... All right, I'm going to divert power back to the back to the yeah. front shield. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Ooh, Twenty-three. Yep, that'll do. That'll do. And let's get back into helm. Very important helm phase. Yeah. Oh, we need Raimi big. Twenty-seven. And you have beat the opposite pilot. Yeah. So they're gonna zoom on past you and try and keep you in your front arc. Go ahead and move miles. All right. So do we want to do the same thing as the last time? Just get right up to him. Like right here, since this is yeah. this is where we hit them in the green, right? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. All right. Yep. We're gonna give him a little kiss. <laughs> All right. So I don't I don't know how many credits I have to bribe you, Miles, to never make that sound again. <laughs> <laughs> the ship's kissing sound, but uh, Drew, anything on science officer? Yeah, I think we need to. I'd like to encourage the science officer um, to rebalance the shields. Yes. So do we need to rebalance or do we want to put stuff from our port and starboard just into forward? That's, I think that is, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Because we haven't taken much damage there, right? Well, let's. No, none. Let's roll the. And I think. Ooh, so that's a 15 plus five is 20 plus two is 22. So the rebalance, I believe, is just. 10 plus, which is a 17. Awesome. Yes, so as a DC 17, just hitting that well <sighs> with uh, with a bonus. Uh, awesome. The ship. So you're just pouring some shield points from from your the sides of your ship into the front? Yeah, so we had, what, 30 and 30? Or no, we rebalanced, so there were yeah. 20 and 20, right? Uh, uh, right. So... So, but, so uh, I, do we want to do 10 and 10 to make, to make a 21 and uh, 10, 10... And whatever's yeah. left at the yeah, aft. That sounds good. Yeah, our, our, aft ha- our aft would have to have 10, because we have to have at least 10% of the total shield value. But yeah, we can get up to 31 in the front. Yeah. I say that. that is worth it for what we're doing. Agreed. 
Agreed. Woo-woo. Especially since this guy's out of out of torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I can count to five. I was about to say, yeah. I've only gone a certain number of rounds here. <laughs> they, they, they have to wait out of combat to uh, to re- replenish their supply, which is why the the light torpedoes are, are much better. That's why that's why we have these guys. <laughs> uh, let's Yay. go ahead and go on to gunnery. Uh, you're both in the front arcs. Does anybody want to roll for Bumfuzzle? Uh, Bumfuzzle's not in there anymore. Oh, right. right. It's it's all Edros all the time. Yep. And that means I'm spending another resolve point so I can fire everything again. But this time I don't have it. I don't have diversion or encouragement, so I'm going to be taking a minus two. So let's do the torpedo first. I mean, we're kissing them. How can I miss? It'd 24. I hit. <laughs> How much is that on the that's, die, Tyler? That is a 14 on the die. Okay. And that's... Oh, yes. Max damage on one of the torpedo or one of the uh, die rolls. So that's going to be 12 points of damage. Uh, right. And you see the torpedo slam into the ship, getting past the little shields that they've been able to divert up to the front. And yeah, it explodes in a, another uh, ball of blue and black uh, necrotic energy. Awesome. And... I keep shooting it with the coil gun. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it shoots uh, its gun back in your direction, but uh, it's dead before the the bullets even hit your ship. Uh, oh boy. Is that 19 on the die? Yeah, Drew, 19 on the die! Yeah, but it's destroyed before we can Who cares? target the system. <laughs> We're trying to call the kiss of death. Yeah, the kiss of death. Oh, Oh, Almost 23 points of damage. On the, the left coil gun there. Yeah. Uh, right. That is, yeah, that is enough to put it in a bad way. Uh, bits of the ship breaking up, and we are out of space combat. Yes. Good job, team. Good work, everyone. So that ship's pretty sweet, right? <laughs> ship's what? pretty sweet, yeah. Thank Your you, ship. Andis. You did a great job, Andis. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, right, Is yeah, it? so the, the, the wrecks are just floating off in, you know, various directions in space. I was going to ask if it's possible to, like, to board one of the wrecks or, like, or re- retrieve it so we can sell it for scrap or, I don't know. Is there anything we can really do with these broken ships? Uh, so one of them, the, this last one, completely destroyed. The other one has been drifting off in in space uh, after, after you, I think, uh, fired a torpedo at it. Uh, you can try and, and catch up to it and, and pull salvage from it if you want. Do does anybody want to do that? Do we think it's worth it? I uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's worth it. We we have. I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering if we could take the commun like maybe uh, we could pull the communications that uh, were received from the ship from the corpse fleet, uh, or or that were sent out from it. Um, if nothing else, uh, if we can get some UPBs, uh, we get we got some hull damage to repair. Yeah. Sweet. And any salvage we can get off of this, I think, is going to be worth it. Cool. So can we do a scan to try and find it? Uh, yes. Drew, give me a computer's check. So that's a 22. I'm assuming if I'm still at the computer station, I get a plus five to that? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, that's just your your general sensor bonus for your, for your the, the drift rider from this point. So, yeah, that's a 27. Uh, you are able to pinpoint its location as it is, yeah, basically just going... <laughs> forever in the direction and the the uh, the speed that with which it was destroyed, and you can kind of match speed, bring the drift rider alongside of it. You don't sense any life signs aboard the the small fighter 
But uh, as you get close enough to bring up visual scanners, uh, and your ship is you know making ready to uh, to pull up alongside, what do you guys got? A, a port airlock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you're looking out uh, over the monitors, you do see what looks like the top half of a skeletal body kind of hanging on to some debris part of the destroyed ship and it is it is moving around of its own volition yeah they're they are undead so i don't i don't know if they need oxygen or any of that stuff so (laughs) scanning can we scan for death signs (laughs) (laughs) it it does seem like it is still undeath you know it is is still moving around so while it's the the body is is mostly destroyed yeah it's, it's kind of like tangled up in this you know mangled corpse of a ship all right let's go let's go over and interrogate this guy yeah go rescue (laughs) uh right so the ship is able to pull up alongside of it and it doesn't put up that much of a fight as you jump jet over maneuver to the the wreckage and and bring it on it looks like one of its arms has been shattered in some way like the bones are kind of twisted and gnarled and the as i said it is cut off kind of at the spine about halfway down its torso it is giving off as you hold on to it a very cold aura and you can kind of feel just the hairs on the back of your neck stand up as you are within range of this uh, the skeleton it looks like a magically kind of put together skeleton there's dark energy that is definitely keeping this thing alive keeping it moving and you're able to pull them back on on the ship uh <laughs> what do you what do you want to say to it so, so, so this is not an Eoxian. This is just a, a skeleton. Why does anybody that has a missus check go ahead and that for? All right, eighteen. Right. So this is, yeah, it's kind of a, a grunt soldier that is used on on Eox. It is technically quote unquote alive or undead. Uh, it's a bone trooper. It's a, a skeletal person, and it, it is pretty pretty well shredded, destroyed, but you do see on its garb what looks like the the symbols of the corpse fleet, this, this silver skull. And uh, it does say uh, in Eoxian, for those of you that speak it, You should not have come here. Anybody know what he just said? Yeah, he said something along the lines of, You should not have come here. I think he said we should not have come here. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, a little, I, that's a little. I, I definitely heard technically. Definitely heard second person. So if I was quoting. <laughs> oh no! I was. Okay, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make a, a grammar joke. joke. He was making a joke because <laughs> it was about to. It, you guys wreck their ships up something good. That's that was the joke. <laughs> what, what do you guys uh, want to ask? Nack, you want to take this since it sounds like you can speak to this thing. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know how intelligent this thing actually is i know it's alive but is this like a reanimated like baseline trooper am i talking to the uh the alexa of uh the space alexa of (laughs) soldiers they're speaking yoxian yes oh i I understand that as well oh uh well why don't you ask him how intelligent he is i don't know uh how uh, hey uh what what uh what what can you tell us uh um, can i roll a diplomacy check to see if i can get any information out of this guy uh yeah, go go right ahead. It's at twenty nine. What do you want to know? What are you asking? Who uh who who sent you guys after us? The, the lady wants you dead. She wants you in her army. She'll she'll kill you and bring you back to serve her. 
You know, what uh, lady? It points a bony finger in Raimi's direction. Miles, it, it points at you and says, Gwendar, she calls to you. Do you hear her? No. Who are you talking about? <laughs> you speak Eoxian as well? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it uh, it's eyeless ocular cavity is, is boring a hole directly in your direction. The lady said you would be aboard. She wanted you alive if possible, but we could not do it. We were sent to stop you from, from leaving the rock. We failed. What? Lady? I don't know anybody. Uh, the energy radiating from the, the skeleton, chronic energy begins to fade, and it's uh, the bones start falling limp. It doesn't seem to, to answer you. It doesn't seem to know much about the lady, whoever, whoever it is you're, uh, you're asking about. Anything else you want to say to it before it goes? I guess, um, where, where, where were you supposed to take us? Just you, not them. Where were you supposed to take me then? Back to Eox. Back to her. Okay, you can, you can die now. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, but I have, oh, I just want more thing, Raimi. The most important thing. What? (laughs) Pretty sure you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. Wow. No, no one even cares to ask my bone trooper's name. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's his name, Patrick? Bone Thugs. Bone oh. Thugs. Oh, okay. yeah. the, uh, the harmony was on the ship that we completely decimated. I was about to say his his uh, his, his best friend, his co-pilot, <laughs> harmony. In apostrophe, harmony was. I'm actually about. seeing them next month. Oh, fun, 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 fun. Yeah. What year is it again? Let me just double check my. <laughs> uh, hey, they put an album out last year. I believe it because 2017 was pretty wacky. I would wouldn't double check you on that info one one bit uh that was episode 33 yeah heavens wow everyone's favorite starship combat (laughs) i wish we could do it every episode oh no no oh no (laughs) this into a a full-on fleet battle (laughs) podcast Imagine, oh, oh lord. Okay, the, um, please cut this out. But like, imagine how <laughs> buck wild and awful it would be if you actually had to do a fleet battle. With oh, man. <laughs> one uh, one turn take over an hour. I mean, just it would, it no, you just you guys move around, you shoot <laughs> at each other. It's pretty easy. I know. Okay. Uh, all right, so that's gonna do it for us. Uh, where where are you guys heading next? You think? Yeah, I guess we're going to uh, yeah. yeah. I know. There's a there's an undead lady who's got the hots for Raimi. Mm-hmm. We'll figure I was, was going to say I was going to say oh, I'm going to Portland this weekend, but you meant you meant in the on the show. It's not not in my <laughs> life. I see. Okay. Yeah. No. Everyone's got a one way ticket to Planet of the Undead Ooh. next week, episode thirty four. We'll get there. But until then, thank you guys for playing with me. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. And say goodnight to all the the folks listening at home. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks listening at home.